Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace you, you First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Embrace You First. Last week, we released a topic that could be fear triggering on human trafficking with Evan DeMarco. It was podcast number 15 called Mia and the Go Away Monster Spray. And in addition to that, we are in the middle of a pandemic. So we thought that what better time to cover the topic of fear? Uh, essentially, what is the impact it has on us, the solutions around fear, the top fears, and even down to this podcast and how we came about, we overcome our fears around certain little things that come up uh, around fear. We'll talk a little bit about, give you some laughter throughout. Uh, so before we get started, I really want to share this poem. It's by Marianne Williamson, and it was said by in um, a speech by uh, Nelson Mandela, and it goes like this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God or the universe, if you're not religious. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing in about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. As children do, we were born to make manifest the glory of God or the universe that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. How cool is that? I love that poem. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that because I haven't seen it or heard it. And um, it's it's really wonderful because, of course, our automatic response to fear is, you know, it's like the dark side. And we're, you know, wanting to allow people to see the other side, you know, the good coming from fear and how we can be in resolve through fear. Now, did we cover and uh, mention about last week's episode about me? Yeah, yeah, yes, okay. yeah, we did. Definitely. It's such a, it was such a um, kind of a spooky episode, to be honest, as I was sitting in it with you guys, I was thinking, wow, what does the world come to? Um, and I figured we really need to address some of the fear that comes around um, that kind of concept or just how to handle fear because fear you know you got you, you can't just run from it you kind of have to sit with it process it and move through and then past it otherwise sitting in it can create a lot of body symptoms physical issues and uh i mean like what is fear fear is basically 
you know, do you want to define it from? Well, so I, I just want to go back really quickly when yeah. you said, you know, um, we don't run away from it. Well, the truth is mm-hmm. a lot of people do run away from fear. Uh, they suppress, yeah. right? Yes. And so, you know, when you ask about what is fear, so even the Webster, uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary, it defines it as an unpleasant and often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger or threat. So meaning, right. you know, it's in the present moment, but then we have anticipatory stress, like, you know, in COVID times, we are fearful of catching COVID or having ourselves or loved ones get really sick or die right and then there's you know as you mentioned last week's episode when we're talking about uh trafficking right it's like oh my gosh like that is just one of our deepest fears as well and so it's not about being able to get rid of fear that's not what this episode's about right right we are human we experience fear yeah instinctually it drove us back in stone age time to protect our family and run from big scary threatening animals right so we can't just stand there and freeze i mean that is one response but it is better to fight or flight right Yeah. yeah And, and, and it's, and that is definitely appropriate. Like fear is there for a reason mm-hmm. measures. And this is done innately. Like, it's not like, Hmm, do I think about this when someone's chasing after me? It's like, no, I just run. <laughs> yes. It's innate. Right? It's instinctual. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and it's what fires us. It's what gets us going, you know, sometimes like it gets us, like we could have just sat and said, you know, I have so much to offer the world and so many things to say, but you know, and I want to do this podcast, but I'm too scared to do it. Cause I worry about judgment, which is why I love that poem. Cause it's like, you know what it's so it, but when we, offer um, really good information and can share and uh, get our um, all that we've learned across the world and we're empowering other people to do the same like yes. that whole concept of just let go of fear and actually before we hopped on this podcast <laughs> you're going pee I'm going poo like we have different responses as to, to how fear. our body yes reacts uh, yeah. in a moment of you know before we hop on here we don't That's talk right. about this stuff but it's, you know, before I went on TV back in the past, I would like always be looking for the toilet. I'd have to make sure I knew what the toilet was. It wasn't always there. And I was sometimes just like, okay, when's this episode going to be over? Cause I got to go. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. And for me, Little. same thing. It's like, I have to go to the toilet, but it's number one. Right. So- Yours is a lot. <laughs> you could just get that Uresta little plug and just like hold it there. It'll, you know, you won't be. Well, <laughs> I get that. And so, you know, the point in all this is that fear, we actually feel it as an emotion, but there's a huge physiological component, right? So you go poo, I go pee, <laughs> I get cold. So hence I brought this. So it's not like we're I stopping. Have my yourself. dog blanket, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't really smell that nice, but it's okay. It's my doggy. She's so cute. Oh yeah. So yeah. it. It's really like it. Yeah. So basically like our, we're, when you're in fear mode, um, if, you know, if it's really high fear, you, you sometimes aren't even pro well, you're not processing, you're stuck in your amygdala, which is basically that the center that kind of creates the, the response. So it's like the fight or the, or the, or, you know, or run mode and your heart rate yeah. goes up, your blood pressure goes up. You might sweat you, you're definitely not digesting your food. Like you're not in processing and that. So 
one of the most helpful techniques I always talk to patients about who have anxiety and panic is uh, just be very in touch with your five senses, right? We've talked about that before and we'll definitely talk about that in further like bigger detail, but like the five, five, fives. And my sister talks about it a lot too, which actually we're going to have her on as a guest. Oh, great. Yes. I want to hear her story for sure. Her story and how she's moved past fear, but the five fives are basically like, what are your five senses? Oh, you're asking me now. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm Make like, it easy. yes, I'm just nodding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well it's five senses. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because in the next episode in, in, um, actually, I don't know when it's coming out, but we're going to talk yeah. about connection and I want to speak more to five senses oh, yeah. as well. Right. So, <laughs> sure. But that's okay. Yeah, I think five, and we all need to know about our five senses. So, you we know, can use it like across the board. you see, so there's mm-hmm. sight and there's yes. sound, hearing, yes. right? Yeah. Smell, mm-hmm. taste. Yeah. Yes. And touch. Feel, right. So right? the five fives are look around the room and find, for example, five things that are your favorite color. So you're trying to ground yourself and take yourself out of amygdala and into the processing part of your brain to get rid of the panic. And so that you can move past, like basically get out of panic and bring yourself, ground yourself. So five things that you see in the room that are your favorite color five tastes, like we think about five tastes that, you know, remind you of something pleasant. So for me, for example, would be like a cup of coffee or the taste of chocolate or cinnamon and smells might be like cloves in an orange. So or you know, it's, it's, yeah, like your favorite, um, you know, five of your fives. Um, mm-hmm. so essentially it helps you to process, but before you even process, you have to recognize that you even have fear in the first place. So labeling yes. it. Yes. Absolutely. Right. So it's like, I have anxiety. I am in panic because sometimes people don't even recognize. They just think that there's something physiologically wrong with them. They think, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack. So right? you know what? I'm, I'm going to, it's really, really great. So I, I love that you say this and I, we, we need to distinguish. So it's, it's like, I feel fear versus I am fearful. Yeah right? Because it's a feeling and you are not fear itself. Right. There's a difference. So semantics is everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because as we know, and in research, they see it too, right? Epigenetics. It's like what we think and we um, uh, assimilate it like it's our truth and it can impact our physiology as well. So if you don't own your fear, like, oh my gosh, like this is who I am, Mm -hmm. just actually uh, articulate it in a way it's like, in this moment, I feel fear. Right. I could think I have irritable bowel, like (laughs) an irritable (laughs) bowel, for example, is like, you know, partly neurological too. Like it's like you're, you know, if you're nervous or anxious, your irritable bowel may aggravate. You might not just be a food sensitivity causing bowel movements that are freaking frequent or irritated or just have to go. Um, and I think that the, the level of, of uh, nervousness will predict the, the type of bowel movements, sort of yeah. bowel movements, but patients talk to me about it all the time. So now they get to hear me talk about, it. um, and I don't normally it. have irritable bowel, but it's, it's, I could think that I have, like, if I was perhaps, you know, um, like always, uh, like if I didn't do podcasts and do public speaking, I mean, this has been going on since I was a kid. Um, you know, I would do uh, public speaking competitions and I would go up on stage in front of the whole high school 
And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom first. And so that would, I would have thought if, you know, I could have thought maybe there was something wrong with my, my gut. If I didn't recognize, oh, I actually have a little anxiety before I go in front of 500 people and talk. So I think it's really important to recognize that your anxiety can manifest as a physiological symptom. Like it could be chest pain or, or heartburn or, or arm pain and just recognizing that and then saying, you know, in that moment, I have anxiety for whatever's going on. And then once you label it and like, you know, when you're mad, like, have you ever been mad? I like to use this example. And then instead of just being in mad, you say, I'm mad. (laughs) And all of a sudden you kind of, it tones you down. You can say I'm mad. And then all of a sudden you're less mad. So you're articulating it. it. Well, yes, yes. Uh, And I, I will still choose a different word though, instead of I am. Ah, it's good. like, I feel, I'm feeling mad. I feel so again, mad, right? Cause you're not, you're right. You are true. not, cause you're not you mad, are. crazy. Yeah. You're just feeling you, mad. Yeah, it's in that yeah, moment. That's really you're good addition. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah. Right. So, so you don't want to like, own it. Like yeah. that's who you are. No, it's not like I'm feeling mad. Seven. Yeah. Yes. I love right? that. Yes. So, so, so label yeah. the feeling and so label. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah. now I want to just go through sure. with everyone in terms of, uh, you know, what are we fearful of? And especially during these crazy times, it's really interesting. So um, in the show notes, I will we'll put up some of the research articles, mm-hmm. but in psychology, you know, there, there's uh, we talk about even how fear can hold people back. So we want to look at, you know, what these fears are. Like, cause you know, yes, we know that the pandemic raises fear, but really oh, what social is social media is right? huge for fear, yeah. right? You could yeah. sit there scrolling on Instagram, watching TV and, you know, it, it's even just, yeah, we're just over and undated by yes. fear. Yes. But you know, we got to look at, well, what, what are we fearful of though? Mm-hmm. Through when we are, have the media that is causing the shock and the fear triggering things, right? Well, so change. So there's 10 is, yeah. So change mm-hmm. is for sure one of them. And for sure right now we're freaking going through a huge amount of change. Globally, I know. Right? right. And it's hard to accept, right? Like, it's like, you know, it's one thing to be like, Oh, you're just, you're in lockdown for two weeks. Okay, great. And then people are then thinking, okay, now this is now getting extended. And then when we're finally released from our cages of our homes, now it's like that we're back in lockdown. Yes. You know, that's a big yes. change. Yes. So it's like, how do you yes. kind of move through that and just adapt? And, right? and then so segue into then because gosh, like there's a huge amount of uncertainty and there's a lack of control, right? So that's the second one, right? And then Mm. the third one is, oh my gosh, impact of loneliness. We're all being isolated. Yeah. And if you're not, you know, with children, married, and, you know, if you're on your own, like literally on your own in your own space, that's hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. right. Right. Like if it's, if you're, or, or on the other hand, you know, it, it, there's a uh, higher incidence of, um, you know, uh, relationship issues, I guess, because now you're just yes. in each yes. only in each other's yes. space. Right. Yeah. And then, so then there's a flip side because, you know, you have, uh, then in your, if you're in an unhealthy relationship or in, in COVID, there may also be a fear of then actually being alone and leaving the relationship. Mm, right. Because then what? Right. So there's there's a fear of staying and then there's a fear of leaving. Mm -hmm. Like you get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really can't reach out to your usual social support network and these types of scenarios right now with COVID it's, 
that's and it's challenging to move right yes. so although housing and real estate's like whew, that's really hot right yes, now that's probably that's one sales. of the reasons too yeah yeah maybe, for sure. maybe. Mm -hmm. they are part of the essential services to real estate agents right from the get-go because yeah. of the issues with relationships and well you know never mind me and job and unemployment mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah possibly people can't afford their mortgage anymore yes right? yes so that raises so that another thing and mm -hmm. um, like the third one so we talked about change we talked about uncertainty mm -hmm. and, and you know the third one is is failure right we have mm -hmm. fear of failure right yeah and, stopping uh, you from trying anything new like if you're not happy perhaps in your job and now covid hit and it's like well now you're afraid not just about change but like what if you quit this job and fail and then you're totally right spent mm -hmm. done totally. no income mm -hmm. and then the next one is rejection Right. We, right. we love well. And, and, you know, I, I imagine there's a lot of people that are people pleasers watching this. So we often just say yes to everything. And we, we have, we fear saying no, because then we can get, go back to the, oh gosh, maybe people will reject me. Right. Yeah. Or, I think, I think it's so important to set boundaries because then you show up happy for those people. And I think if you set the boundary in a healthy way, they respect that definitely but i get yes definitely rejection uncertainty loneliness you mentioned mm -hmm. and then something bad will happen that's a huge one especially health anxiety you know something bad like i mean around covid but it could a lot of it spiked a lot of um beyond just covid but feeling anxious about your own health now um, yes. what if you get sick and you end up in the hospital you might get covid or you might not get the care you need so yes it's uh yes. yeah something so, bad will happen totally did bad something bad well, did some, happen yes of course but then it, it kind of rules us in our choice so for example i won't say names but i know someone who said mary you know i'm really not seeing anybody because i'm a i'm a single income i'm i'm the only provider and i have two young kids so i don't want to see anybody because if anything happens to me i can't take care of my kids right so she's not going out she's not seeing anybody and i'm like oh my gosh so it's that's tough. Yeah. The impact that is. is so real. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay. So let's move on. And then uh, the fear of getting hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So, and in parenting, we can look at, we can overprotect our children, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And like you don't want them to hurt because mm -hmm. uh, uh, we want to protect So we might them. shelter them, but I think it's really important. Yeah like just wait you know we don't shelter ourselves we have to to learn what is the feeling and then moving through it and past it yeah so feel fear of getting hurt is definitely a big one yes as parents but as just in general as humans even delivering information to somebody that would probably in the end benefit them you're afraid to tell them because you don't want to hurt them so yeah it is a huge one the fear yeah. of getting hurt For fear sure. of being judged which we talked about in that poem all right, the Nelson Mandela speech um, by Marianne Williamson. I think that's such a big one because as women, we're like people pleasers and we're always trying to make sure that, you know, we um, be, we're perfect and we don't want to be judged. But 
um, I think the less uh, we judge, you know, I love the four agreements by Miguel Reeves. And yes, one of love his, that. One of his uh, agreements is do not, you know, gossip, like, so hold your truth and, and just speak nice. And when you don't judge other people, you worry about, worry less about other people judging you as well, because, you know, just loving, um, you know, and, and admiring other people for what they're doing and then seeing them shine. And then it gives you that ability to shine too. And it's just like that nice ripple effect. I love it. Yes. And of course, so now you're actually talking about the tactical measures while we're talking yeah. about it, but that's okay. That's okay. As we go, cause you know, here's the thing yeah. about, we, we fear about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, we also fear about not being good enough. So it's still yeah. stop us. Right. So yeah. it's like, okay, so I'll do nothing at all. I'll be paralyzed and I'll be numb and I just won't. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you know that if we get stuck in paralysis, mm-hmm. how's that going to help forward our lives and other people's lives? Yeah. Right. So it's like, how can we step outside of that? And we'll talk more about, you know, our tactics. Right. Right. And, and then, so the last one is loss of freedom and certainly with, you know, fear of, covid and now uh we're living like we're living so many of these points like we have lost so much freedom yeah to do everything that uh i mean there's a lot left over the basics essentials things that are fun but um there's a loss of so much you know yes talking about uh not being able to go to the gym this morning and (laughs) my usual routine and they used to do and yeah just like the freedom i mean even going into the winter my 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 uh i was bike riding in the forest that was my go-to is like with my little magical moment every morning now you know it's a little cold and wet so not really happening but loss of freedoms you have to find ways to adapt so that you don't feel stuck and caged up yes so i mean the point in all that is there is no lack of fear in our lives no there are so much (laughs) and we're bombarded every single day and there's reminders every single day so it's Mm -hmm. so when we talk about this episode of overcoming fear it's not about Mm -hmm. again as i said not getting rid of it because it's always going to be there it's just how we be around the fear right right and right let that be a shining, like a guide as a guardian and yeah. as an opportunity to rise above. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think people worry a lot about the impact that fear will have. And yes, of course, it's going to manifest in physical, in your physical body if you don't address it. But again, it's addressing it and then recognizing, we talk a lot about adrenal fatigue as naturopathic doctors. The interesting thing with adrenal fatigue, it's your adrenals will never fatigue. It's actually brain fatigue. Thank you. So when you're not distinguishing. Yeah. Because when you have an external stress, your brain sees that stress as threatening. And then your brain tells your adrenals to release some cortisol. Your noradrenaline goes up. You're like a little bit, you know, fight or flight mode. And then your adrenals kind of pump out cortisol. What happens is there's actually a negative feedback to the brain that says, you know, that's a lot of cortisol. You need to chill out brain, stop perceiving the world as stressful. So then that negative feedback from the adrenals can sometimes even affect your memory center. You feel a bit foggy, exhausted. That is actually when you start to go into what we 
sometimes as Andy's called adrenal fatigue, but again, it's just brain fatigue because the membrane says, okay, I'll stop yelling at you adrenal glands. And so then that message to the adrenals kind of calms down because of the negative feedback. So then the adrenals take a break. So what we really are trying to address when we're addressing, you know, the feeling of um, adrenal exhaustion or brain exhaustion is, is, is actually um, changing ways to see stress, but then also, you know, if we're using herbs, for example, or like lifestyle changes. We're actually addressing brain stress, not adrenal stress. Cause again, it's not like the thyroid that it becomes underactive. The adrenals don't become underactive unless you, um, you know, your, your brain has told them to take a break. So you may see low cortisol on blood work or in saliva or on urine, which is the stress hormone that comes from the adrenal glands, but that's not because the adrenal glands, um, crapped out. It's actually because they took a break just like, whereas the thyroid, you might yes. need to replace thyroid, um, with thyroid hormones. And I just thought I would bring that up because it's such an important, um, concept totally. that people yeah. don't often get. Cause they think I have adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion. It's like, well, your adrenals are actually taking a break, which is good. It's protective. Yes. And, yes. and even high cortisol is protective. Yes. So people don't think about that, but when you're a little yes. bit in fight or flight and your cortisol is running high, it's not only protective, it actually, it's what drives us, but it's a bit protective. Cortisol is what kind of protects your immune system. So, you know, when you, you're like studying for a big test as a student, and then you write the test and then boom, you get sick. It's because now your adrenal glands stop popping out the cortisol. You're no longer fired, fired by cortisol. And, you know, when you hear about corticosteroids, they're an immunosuppressing. So during the time you're studying, generally you don't get sick. And it's like, once yeah. you actually yeah. do the that's test and you take a break, it's like, boom, that's when exactly. you get sick. And, and I love that you raised that point. And we can also refer back to um, the upside of stress by uh, Kelly McGonigal. And, and mm-hmm. I loved how she articulated, it's like that kind of acute stress and that fear kind of raises you it's, and challenges you so mm. that you can do the task at hand. So it's yes. actually a necessity and it can, it's a thrival mechanism. Yes. It's, the only problem is, is you, if you are continued in that state over a long right. time, right? right? And that's where that, that's when the, exhaustion the brain is. exhaustion comes in. And then let's speak and address the TCM perspective. So in Mm -hmm. in traditional Chinese medicine, which has been around since gosh, forever. And, you know, the first medical textbook, which is the Su Wenda, and which was written like 100 or 200 BCE. And they talked and addressed a, a fear and how it can impact oneself. And uh, same thing where like, gosh, they recognize that your emotional fear can have a physiological response even back then, which is pretty incredible, but how they articulate it may be a little different. So we look at fear as part of, uh, it resonates in the area of the kidney energy, which is like your low back area. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when people have fear, you can have actual physiological pain like in your low back. So sometimes when people have chronic low back pain, that can actually be accumulated stress over so much time that it can even cause something like, you know, degenerative disc disease in the low back, which is a very common area. Like it's really fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. And then we also talk about how, you know, it can stagnate the energy and then the energy gets stuck up top. So you can think about this when you someone chases you down an alley or whatever. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't ever happen. But you can have that, you know, increased raised heart 
beat. And <laughs> I'll just pop out. <laughs> yeah, I'll pop out and scare you, boo. Little... <laughs> right? And and then like you know, and and you have this like there's a physiological reaction. It's a, and it's a contractile mode, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good in the moment, and then it has you run. But again, on a chronic basis, it can cause a physiological, and that's where you know diseases and heart disease and all those kinds of things can ensue. And so we want to, you know, release, um, smooth out that flow of energy, so it's not stagnated and stuck in one spot. Right. So it says it implies that energy gets stuck in the chest and up and energy cannot hold down below. And we address this, right? Because when we have fear, you and I, we both have something going down below, right? (laughs) I go pee, you go poo, right? So you're saying, so you're saying that when you address it, it allows you to release. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just the release is like the real, like, so the reality medicine perspective, you're saying yeah, so it's like it sinks the chi sinks like the she she can sink like mm-hmm. normally there's this regular like the smooth flow of energy. oh so we need to address our chi we don't have good chi if we're dumping all the time <laughs> no, well no but here's the thing we all okay. have predisposition and yeah like i said it's normal to have acute reactions that's fine that we just yes it. just the short limited yes, yeah yes. so i still normally i have it. like I always talk about my, well, I don't always talk about them. I ask patients, I'm like, so how often do you have ghost poos? And they're like, what's a ghost poo? It's like, you know, the kind of poo that you go to the bathroom and you just, you know, you barely see it, you flush, it sinks. It's like to the bottom, gone, comes out like a snake and barely a wipe. And I'm like, I'm always like, that's my, you know, but when I go on podcasts or TV, it's definitely not that. So it's like, it's like it would be if it would be a problem you'd want to address it if your chi was sinking all the time and you were you know having evacuations like right right so it's short lived okay right okay yes absolutely and it's always just you know in fact i'll read this okay it says excessive fear and pensiveness will damage yes. shen, and the shen is a spirit yeah and damaging the shen in turn will lead to deprivation of the ability to control oneself due to fear which is really tough because we're living in covid a time mm-hmm. of fear and we're, you know, isolating ourselves. And that's a whole other conversation that we're going to do a deep dive into in another episode. So you'll have to watch out for that. Okay. And what will Jing do if it's like damaged? Like if you don't have enough Jing? Very good. So, you know, traditionally, of course, everything was more male focused in the Chinese texts. So they talk about impotency and mm. uh, weakness of bones, but, you know, obviously female counterpart that may look like, you know, challenge with infertility but really what it is is in that moment your body is going into protective mode so it's not that it's wrong like you know when a person have chronic stress and fear and they're wondering why they're not conceiving and then they're looking like there's a pathology consider that sometimes it's actually not pathology at all it's your body's protective mechanism saying you know what it's not a good time right now. If a lion's right. chasing after you in the wild, you're not going to say, okay, let's have some sex and let's have a baby. Not time process. to have an erection. Not, not so you have to be in parasympathetic nervous system mode. There's two types, right? The parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. 
And you have to be in parasympathetic nervous system mode, which is like sit down in a chair, reading, chilling in order to achieve an erection and for women to be kind of receptive, to be intimate. And, and then in order to release, you have to, you then are in sympathetic nervous system mode. So, you know, clearly our, our nervous system shifts from one to the next. And if you're always in sympathetic nervous system drive, then yeah, you're going to not want to be intimate because you're stressed all the time. So it's like trying to find ways to be in that PNS mode, um, the parasympathetic nervous system mode. Love it. Love it. And so I'm really noticing our time. We, this is so juicy. Yeah. Like we need to kind of shut it down and because we're going to have to um, totally carry on this discussion because I, we have way more notes by the way. (laughs) way more notes we haven't even done we're just so chatty patty yeah but like but it's so insightful like what we're talking Mm -hmm. about right and so let's just give let's give a couple of tips like let's um, Mm go back to two tips right tips sure what we have already mentioned what do we well we've already talked about the five senses right yes love so in your in panic and anxiety so important such a useful tip to send you from like that stressful amygdala fight flight state into processing and uh, we also talked about labeling an emotion um so making sure that you label your emotions so instead of i am mad because i love how mary said it i feel mad right now if you're mad or i feel anxious or i have fear and labeling it will all of a sudden help you process it. Yes. And another thing you can do is if you're in, you know, if you've had actually, it's kind of this really cool, um, uh, journal article that I read once written by a psychiatrist who basically was trying to deal with post-traumatic stress disorder. And what he did was he would uh, give medications to his patients that included a beta blocker, which slowed their heart rate right down and give them an Ativan, which is a medication that really like affects the GABA part of the brain. So super, the patients were super chill. Um, and he would have them reread their written trauma and so that they were now in kind of de-stress, calm mode, no reaction to the, 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 the history, the memory of the trauma. And he, they would reread it over and over in that state of complete calm until when they finally didn't take the medication, they would read it and there was no positive right. or I should say negative association, like emotional association with it. Yeah, so, so no triggering, which is... no. Kind of interesting, right? Yeah. So we're going to continue this conversation because we can just like talk all day about this, which is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And so we will talk about this in another episode. Okay. Sure. And so before we close off, we always love to hang, uh, you know, hang up on a high note. So let's uh, talk about what filled your cup today or this week. So what filled my cup this morning was I turned on the treadmill. <laughs> so I got on the treadmill. I'm blessed to have a treadmill. When we moved into this house, they had a treadmill and they couldn't get it out of the basement. So they left it. It came as a package for the house. And uh, because I injured my Achilles last year, I didn't think I'd be able to get back to running, but I'm doing like my little sweet 3K awesome. runs as a starting point, and I love that I'm able to. So That's that built my cup, my ability to move past my injury and do little runs to build myself back. Oh, love it! So before I talk about filling my cup, I just want to <clears throat> acknowledge that Tanya and I, Dr. Tanya and I, had been able to be a part of each other's bubble, and now since lockdown, we are um, now doing virtually with each other. So the quality of the um, podcast may not be as 
good as it was. And today. the truth today, today, we'll get on it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get right on it. We're going to pivot, but we are already pivoting. So it's mm-hmm. like, do we cancel? No. Kale, no, we're not. Kale, no. I love your kale, no. Kale, no. <laughs> kale, that's K A L E, the vegetable. That, <laughs> in case you missed that. Just in case yeah. you missed it, yeah. <laughs> so we're still going on. And why? Because we want to make a difference in your life. Absolutely. So what fills my cup is that we do have this opportunity to keep going to fill other people's cups, right? And, and then beyond that, I want to also share that this um, past week, um, I had the privilege of doing this exercise with Dr. Stacy Thomas in Toronto, who's a psychologist, and she's doing this thing, like, um, I, I'll, we'll put it in the show notes, but what basically happened was on Tuesday, I sat with her live on Instagram and she leaded us to a guided meditation. It was like two minute meditation. And then we were led to a 15 minute journal writing with a prompt. And she was talking about boundaries and how to like, you know, basically be your best self. And it was such a beautiful act because there's one thing, it's one thing writing by yourself and journaling, but I felt a whole different sense of energy, even though we were not doing it live. So that's what filled my cup. So I hope Dr. Stacy is watching this and maybe you guys will go on her. um, She does it every Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we actually debriefed and we talked about it. And I talked exactly about that. It's like, wow, it's amazing in community, right? So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. If you liked this episode and you have been enjoying listening, please join, subscribe, go to embraceyoufirst.com and subscribe to get our updates and share, share with the world, share with your friends and family. I'm sure they will benefit from the previous and the coming episodes. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself, how are you going to embrace you first today? For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.